What's up, boys? This is your boy Moonshine with the Shotgun Mulligan Podcast. Here with your boys, Trackman Tristan, CC Stats. What's up, fellas? What's going on, gentlemen? Not much, man. Gents, your... how's the evening going for you guys? Can't complain, man. What's everybody drinking tonight? Well, first, let me start the intro. I got a new dog, and I had to name him Birdie because I've never made a Birdie, and Bogey wasn't fitting, so... Night is going well. First night with a new pup. But what we're drinking is a, can you guess? Ice cold multimilla. The aluminum can there, Stats. You couldn't name your dog Double Bogey because you make plenty of them. I tried, actually. Um, that and um, um, Three Jack, Three Putt, um, Fat Divot. I tried them all, but it didn't really, you know, it wasn't too catchy. Well, we might not be making those three jacks after this new guest, after you all take a listen. All right, guys, tonight we're excited to have Brian Bradley. He's the Vice President of Brand Development and Special Programs with Agoscu. He will get you fired up, and if he doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. We are ready to go. We're, we're honestly, it's uh, about 1030 at night. We're ready to go to the golf course now and start working on our, our uh, stretches and our cores, and let's get going. So, Without further ado, here is Brian Bradley with Agoscu. Brian, how's it going, man? Guys, how are you? Doing well. Brian, doing how well. are you? Thanks for joining us tonight. Not a problem. Whatever you guys need. How oh, awesome. Yeah, so we were looking up a little bit, Brian, and uh, wanted to bring you on because you're a sports performance guy, worked a lot in the golf industry. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of your prior work? Well, you know, I was raised Catholic. I'm 52. I'm a cancer. I like long walks in the beach, pina coladas. <laughs> How serious do you want this to be? I mean, I could get real serious or we'll just, <laughs> so. Yeah, we just like shooting it, man. Yeah, just, uh, so I've been reading up a little bit about the ghost cube method. Uh, tell us about that a little bit. Yep. So uh, it's up here, E-G-O-S-C-U-E. So Pete Igoscu is a gentleman that I ran into in 1991, about 30 years ago. And he, uh, he had been working with Nicholas and kept Nicholas out of all kinds of surgeries until Nick, till he had a hip replacement. Then of course, Pete was there and Dr. Beerbaum was like, whatever this guy, Pete Agoski says you need to do because he knows his shit about biomechanics. So right. I hooked up with him luckily 30 years ago, coming out with exercise, phys, athletic training, going back to different schoolings to up my levels. Cause I just knew something was missing. Mm -hmm. And luckily I ran into a guy who believed that this is very simple. That's how the body should work. And I'm a simple central Pennsylvania dude. So keep it simple, stupid work well for me with, you know, I grew up in a town with 2,500 people, took my sister to the prom. Um, I didn't kiss her, uh, but it was, <laughs> it was close because she was the cutest girl in town. Um, but in all reality, I got the, you know, small town boy in Pennsylvania. I worked with player Palmer, Nicholas Trevino, you know, I mean, you name it. Um, so the, the fun part of it is, is that I hate golf. <laughs> really? when i say i hate it it's one of those games that i'll play once or twice a year and shoot 82 and my friends are like what the h is going on and i'm like guys it's like riding a bike once you know how to do it what's wrong with you guys right i don't get it i'm like well the ball's this big the club head's this big how can you screw something like that up it's not gonna happen so ideally i've been luckily around golf forever you know i called my dad one day when he was live god rest his soul he's dead last year with my mom and dad but you know, going golfing, it grew up in our family and, um, you know, you just did it. You just had to golf, you know, and it was one of those things. Sorry, my French bulldog is going a little crazy. It's right fine. Now. I think he thinks he's a 150 pound pit. Um, 
but it's a uh, when you, when you call your dad and say, "Listen, I think I just ruined golf forever." He's like, "Why is that?" I said, "Well, I just gave Nicholas a golf lesson." He's like, "God forbid," because my brother's the guy who shot. <laughs> My brother's the guy that shot eight under 62 and he was four over after three holes. He was the club champ, you know, blah, blah, blah. I had the record forever. I was the guy that said, I'll shag. So I'm posting, you know, I'm picking up balls and till he hit me in the head once, which is probably what's actually wrong with me. But, um, you know, the balls were a lot harder back in the eighties and nineties. So, you know, you guys, I mean, whatever you want, let's talk golf, let's talk performance, whatever. But I, I feel like I have the answer to everything, including the pol political situation, the coronavirus, all that stuff. But awesome. <laughs> whatever Brian, you want. Brian, I got, hey, a, qu I got a question. Real, real for quick, you. I, apolo I apologize. I'm late, guys. Tristan, nice to meet you. Uh, real quick, I was just reading, I was reading your bio on the website a little bit, and uh, um, it's kind of stuck out to me. I've kind of made a little lifestyle health change over the past seven months, and and just talk about what, how you can commit to that healthy lifestyle, and, and how how does that help you golf el elsewhere, whatever. Um, I feel like my golf game, the little that I've played over the last five months, it's helped me qu quite a bit. But just talk about that a little bit and a healthy lifestyle. Well, have you ever heard of the drug no acetal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of people overdose on it, especially dudes when they just have no ass at all. Can you imagine? This is a 58 year old, and thank God he had a tattoo. And hopefully, my ring light, which is bringing out my wrinkles and stuff like that, doesn't get in the way of this. But uh, thank God he had that tattoo at the top of his shoulder. But can you imagine that guy in his backswing? Hmm. Now, that's a Kona level triathlete, Ironman who literally has no butt. That's what we mean by no acetal for those of you listening. And when you have no butt, it flattens out your spine. But yet when you drop into any athletic position, it would be nice to be here vertical, but in that vertical stance, there's a lumbar spine that's present like that. Then there's a little bit of thoracic curve the other way. Then there's a little bit of C-spine like that. I don't know where people's medical training is. I know just enough to be dangerous, but this is a fact. When they drop down into a golf swing, here's my golf stance. I automatically go there. I don't go, right. hey, I have no butt, but they pro told me I need to stick my butt out. Really what they do is they stick their butt out, but they didn't really create that lumbar reaction. So what they're doing is they're creating a forward lever arm. Now that changes the physics of how they hold that golf club because now everything's different from that standpoint. So you've, you, you're now suffering from loss of posture artificially by trying to stand up straight. It's a massive problem in baseball too. Now, you know, guys know that TPI now has on base and racket fit and all that stuff. Okay, great. I don't know how the hell I got on the board with TPI, but somehow they let the clown in. <laughs> I, I lifted up the curtain and went under. Kind of like, you know, I just did this thing called Walk to Israel, and I was the only heathen that was allowed in there with 100,000 Jewish people. I don't know how it happened, but it was a success. So if I can do that, golf's easy. When your body has this lack of lumbar curve in a normal position, like that guy did because he suffered from no butt disease, your upper back, if you look at it, becomes the instant qualifier as the compensatory or adaptation. No way is he getting external shoulder rotation, zero thoracic extension, zero segmental move. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I see what we're suffering. From. Brian, you hit it on the nose. So I had an L4 and an L5 fracture playing hockey in high school. I have zero butt and my backswing stops here. Yeah, I got nothing after that. 
what's your ability to touch your toes? Like if we said, don't bounce, don't try to do anything, don't bend your knees. If you were to just bend over and touch your toes, can you do it? Or does it kind of look like that? It's, it's more round for sure. I, I was for a while being able to just stretching every day, um, which I probably should be doing every day. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it looks just like, just like that. Let's go back to that because you're going to have a lot of listeners who say, well, I should be stretching every day too. Remember this statement and you heard it here first. Stretching sucks. There's zero benefit to stretching. Huh. Zero. Now, every physical therapist listening to this is going, we know we can't legitimately stretch a muscle. That's impossible. But can we change the length and tension in the muscle? Can we, can we change how, how tense a muscle is and get it to let go? Because my bicep is tight when I'm out here like this. And if you guys haven't seen guns like this, these are legal in California. But yeah, I don't know if I have. <laughs> yep hey there's a 22 okay so <laughs> meanwhile you guys probably have these mp4s or something all right so anyway because we can't mention guns in california i'll get thrown in prison so looking at this my bicep is tight but it's also tight here just two different lengths so you're looking for the release of the muscle not a stretching of the the fiber itself that's why you never had long-term effects or it came back so when I say stretching is a waste of time, it's stretching is a waste of time, comma, unless you're going after the cause of the tight muscle that's there in the first place, huh. which is always the position of your ankle, your knee, your hip, and your shoulder, which goes back to this blueprint. And I'm pointing back here without turning around, guys, because I cut my own hair in COVID-19. And where, where are you all from? We're from really? the DC looks- area. Yeah, it looks good though. I gotta tell you because I'm uh, I'm dealing with this here, buddy. I don't know if there I don't know if there's a cut yet. I, I just did this to it. Oh, <laughs> so love it. That's I love nice. It. Up front, a little party in the rear. You know, I right. got fifteen thousand people next week that are gonna see that. That's a huge one. I love your energy. Your energy is phenomenal, bro. It's I. Let's go back to what you guys were talking about, like lifestyle. Before we go back to you not touching your toes because you're not getting away with that statement. All um, right. All right. Bulletproof coffee, number one in the morning. A hundred percent. Really? Guys, listen. Bulletproof podcast, number 429. If you don't mind me mentioning another podcast down there. But hey, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's called uh, Mastering Posture Pain Performance. It'll sound like this. Skip to the end. Blah, blah, blah. We talk about some good stuff. I had broken ribs because I was in Hawaii when I did it. And the, the bodyboard came up and I landed on it. A tiger shark was coming. And then I fought that off. And then, um, okay, not, I'm just kidding about that. But I figured you guys have long fish. Well, tiger tails. sharks don't bite. So now I'm coming after you. Oh, Jesus. All right. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, so we were talking about the coffee stuff. At the age of 49, I literally probably read 10 books in my life. And I am being honest with you with degrees at the university level, high school, probably you know, didn't do shit, but, you know, college level, you know, studying, pretending I'm a memorizer. I take a test. I get the A or B really C's. And, um, but it's, it got me through it. Guys, I'm not kidding you. I started Bulletproof Coffee at the age of 49 because my friend dared me to do it. And I'm like, I hate coffee. So I add a, I, I cheat. I add local raw organic honey, one tablespoon of it, which changed everything for me. And then the vanilla collagen protein powder, which Dave Asprey has also, game changer. I read 22 books that year. I'm not kidding. It was like the second coming, guys. 
Because for me, it was, how did this happen? Because my brain tissue was, and my body was unknowingly addicted to sugar. Pasta. Um, I'm half Italian. I have my mother's hips. So I got to feed those things, you know, strombolis, you know, all that kind of stuff. I still do those when I want, but I will tell you fat in the morning is a guarantee. Have, uh, one tablespoon of butter, two tablespoons of the coconut oil, which is his brand with the brain octane. I get nothing from, from Bulletproof guys. We just did their virtual conference last week. You guys would have been proud of me. Let me show you something that I wore during that. I mean, those of you that are, I mean, I wore this mullet wig during that thing to take him through some exercises. Game changer, bro. Game changer. Now we're cooking. Yeah, now we're cooking. Wow, I kind of look like you do with my hat off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yours looks good. Um, but for real, it's, that would be the one thing that I would say, if you haven't done it, just, just try it. The antioxidants and the polyphenols in coffee are unmatched. They're unbelievable. Now, having said that, for lunch today, I had... Uh, uh, organic chicken breast and the salad made by this Iranian lady who I'm good friends with, which game changer. And then for lunch, I'll make a uh, butcher box, drop me off some steaks. So I'll make some steaks tonight for dinner. So I'm a vegetarian, but I let the cow eat the vegetables and then I eat the cow. So it's kind of like I'm the middleman. That was a joke guys. I mean, it's okay to smile. Even <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. <laughs> Those of you that are listening to this, um, you got to watch the video just for that part right there where I had three faces like this, like what the hell is going on? It, fr it froze on me. So I didn't yeah, give it a reaction. Um, but you said it was Bulletproof 429, right? was the episode. Bulletproof podcast 429. Dave Asprey and I are doing it. We're going to shoot another one because uh, I think he's just dumb enough to have me on there again, um, which I'm, I, again, I, I tricked him, I think, but really good dude. Um, you know, listen, is he a little out there? Yeah, but everybody who does excellent work is out there. You know, Pete Agoscu sitting with the California Medical Board and the APTA, the Physical Therapy Association, and saying, guys, um, you don't own posture. I'm not diagnosing anybody. So go pound sand. I'm right. going to leave. My lawyer will take care of the rest. That happened 30 years ago. Because it threatened the way of life of a system that's in place that said, you're treating pain. I don't care about pain. I care about posture. So you with the L4, L5S1 or L4, L5, I'm more concerned about, yeah, I'm going to listen to your story because it's a big deal to you. But that just helps me connect with you by saying, I totally understand. I felt it myself. So I feel it with yours. I feel yours. I felt mine. I had sciatica coming back on an airplane and I was laughing going, this is what it's like to be miserable for five hours. And it teaches you, it humbles you. And then I found a way out. Some people never find their way out. And then they blame golf for the pain. And I'm so sorry, two, golf's amazing. I love hearing that. So two things, I just uh, flew back from Sacramento. I was on a six hour flight and it was, that was exactly, you know, I get two hours in, three hours in. And I was just, I mean, I'm six, three, knees are in the chair, the back is up, the whole, you know, I can complain all day long, but I was like, man, I gotta get this fixed now. Cause I'm 32. And it's been nagging me since high school. I mean, I had my original injury at um, seven, six, 16, 17. I did it twice playing hockey. So 16, 17, and then I think it was 19, early 20s. Same two, L4, L5. Um, and there was no fusion. There was no surgery. It wasn't terrible. Um, but I don't know if it's in my head I've been making an excuse or what, but I, it is, it's, it's been brutal. 
Um, and no, number number two on that real quick on the coffee is the Phil Mickelson. I want to jump into that. I don't know if you have a take on his coffee for wellness, but please, after you. I do because I'm good friends with uh, Dave Phillips and Dave and I race cars at track events and he's the guy with TPI. So I just heard about their coffee and he said, oh, I got to get you to talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I'll talk about it. No problem. You're going to have a hard time getting me off Bulletproof though, because it's guaranteed mold free. And most coffee beans are allowed to sit for a while and they start this white haze that's on top of them. And um, I'm sorry, but I'm not putting shit in my system. Not happening. You know, we, we were given the opportunity, but whatever God you guys believe in, he or she, I'm only being politically correct because I'm from the US and I don't want a hashtag. Um, but I'm telling you, my God told me, my God told me, um, yeah, keep it clean, bro. Even if it's alcohol, even if it's a Mountain Dew every once in a while, which tastes like rocket fuel, bro. I love it. But it's uh, once in a blue moon, right? You got to do it. And, uh, but it's fun to, to do this kind of stuff. And we're at, you know, 630 at night here on the West Coast. You guys are East Coast, 615. And I would bet my energy level because of the Bulletproof, the coffee is the conduit for all of the other stuff I put in. Some people do it with yerba mate tea, like Grey Cook uses yerba mate tea because he's like, you cycle off the coffee every once in a while. I'm like, I don't, but it seems to agree with me. And I'll tell you, psychologically, the cathartic mechanism of brewing, grinding the coffee, boiling the water, putting it in the coffee press, waiting the four minutes, cutting the butter, putting this in, putting this in, putting the, the ritual for four minutes, which you'll hear on Bulletproof is where I have people, once they get everything in the blender, they wait four minutes for the coffee to steep. That's where you do your exercises during those four minutes. Who can't do that? And you can do anything for four minutes. You guys remember your honeymoons. So it's more of a- <laughs> You're giving me too Touché. much credit. <laughs> You're, you're, you're right though the ritual i mean it, it's i mean think about the everyday life that we lead now but just doing little things like that i mean it, the ritual is easy if you just commit to it are there are you guys married yes yes yeah, we're all married all three, yeah. happily married we love our wives <laughs> yes they're gonna be do. listening here so you better be careful there brian exactly exactly say that louder okay no, i'm just kidding but i think <laughs> you made that commitment didn't even think twice about it now get a little selfish again because you didn't marry the wrong girl because you said, yes, you do love her, but I'm not marrying that psycho because that would have done me some bad. I'm marrying this one because it's good for me. You did it for yourself. Don't BS me. You did it for yourself and it's okay to be selfish when you do it. She did the same thing. So it's okay to make these decisions that are better for you, especially if you're coaching like I am, like if I'm looking at this going, working with Dale Basquette on speed, working with the Niners to do this, working with Conor McGregor to get him to not look like shit like he did in the Khabib fight. I mean, do you guys remember seeing that picture? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're going to look Absolutely. at it way different when you see this. This picture right here, and by the way, he's probably one of the greatest of all time that I've ever worked with because he literally was so smart. I showed him this picture and said, Khabib cheated. Just look at the T-spine and the shoulders. And that was really Connor's breathing mechanism was, <sighs> he was going so north-south, there was nothing east-west. There was zero diaphragm, zero. What did, he, what did he say when you brought that up? Well, I did it with, I did it outside of arm's distance. Okay, yeah, just- good, good call. I don't want to get yeah. 
haymaker or a right leg to the face. Right. So I made sure I was fine. It was funny when we met him, there were 19 guys with him. And I said, I take all 19 of you to shut me the hell up. And we were all laughing about it because I'm the dumb American. But we're in Vegas. He's 12 days out from Cowboy. And I said, look, I'm only going to show you one thing. Khabib cheated. Boom. You had, you had an unfair disadvantage against you. But you created it. Now I'm going to wow. show you. I'm going to show you in one exercise how to reverse it. So I had him throw a couple punches. He, you know, just just feel the whip. Just you know, what's it feel like and all this. And I said, eh, not bad, meh, eh. you know. But I was I was judging and laughing at him. And I put him through an exercise that reversed that position of no butt, thoracic flexion. All I did was give him the opposite. And I knew which one I had to do, which fired this muscle. I had to find his psoas right away. That's my problem right there. My psoas is shot. I don't have anything funny to say. So I'll just <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're all now complaining to you. Like, how can you fix us? Chris, what's your problem? This is so easy. We'll get up and try something here because we'll ask your listeners to do the same thing. You can't just listen to this and learn something. You have to feel it. Like, for example, I went from True Dark's clear glasses that I've been wearing all day to True Dark's Twilights that are, you know, I'm wearing now, or no, Daywalkers that I wear for this. You know, if you want to look cool, they have them in this design too, you know, where you can look that way. But I don't know. I mean, with my mother's hips, I think I should go with the rounder ones. It, it fits my lines better. But ideally, it's little like that. And the mohawk, yeah. <laughs> but little things like that are feeding the mitochondria. And even if it's not true, the placebo effect is massive on the cellular level. And if you guys sit there, and like Mark, you were talking about it going, ah, oh, that's my problem. And you guys heard it in the voice, rewind it. That's my problem right there. And I'm like, there was not a lot of excitement in that. And you brought his twang into it from West Virginia, <laughs> which I love. He did. He did. Um, he may have grown up. At, did you take your sister to the prom too? Uh, <laughs> no, cousin. She was. She was part of the family. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. We, we dated. We dated family members today. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, so it's more of a. You got to realize it's a. Uh, that statement, but if if you're really good at listening, which I'll pretend that I am, all I heard was this. Man, how do I get out of this? And you're how young? Thirty-two. Got you guys by 20 years, guys. And I'm telling you, zero. Well, maybe not old Graybeard over here. I don't know where his age is. <laughs> 43. Okay, so he and I are at least closer. But you got to listen to the wisdom a little bit. I've been through this. You know, you look at John Lynch right now, GM of the Niners. He has a brain scan and it doesn't show any problems. And that guy was the number 10 hitter of all time in the NFL because he spent his life from high school on with Pete Agoscue talking about that. How do I get back to that before every game? You want to see a quarterback who's a beast who's doing a Goscue now? Um, Gardner Minshew. Every day that guy does his a Goscue, but he also has a trainer down in um, the west side of Florida near uh, Naples, Anthony Tumorello or something. You guys should probably talk to him too. Good dude. Um, Tumorello. Uh, he works with a lot of pros on, on the west coast of Florida, but he gets it. He's like, I don't know what you did with Gardner, but he's a completely different athlete versus what do you guys realize that most quarterbacks don't train like linebackers like he does, but he's a good old boy. 
He really is. And um, so, you know, he gets it. I got to train. I'm the underdog. People didn't expect me to be great. He's amazing. From a scrambling standpoint, he may not have the perennial arm that's out there and stuff, but this kid is a stud. And the reason I say that is you could give that kid a golf club and say, you've never played golf. Give me the athlete. I'll train the golf. Otherwise we become focused at one level. But let me show you another video and God, I don't hope I don't pull up the wrong one, but um, you guys probably worry about that shit too, but it's a, uh, here's today's athletes. This is an elite level soccer player. Look at her knees. That's an ACL waiting to happen. One more than the other. So the, you guys have kids? Yeah. Yes. How, old, how old are they? Nine. Uh, mine's one and a half. Nine. Chris has got a nine-year-old and I have a, a one and a four and a half-year-old. Great. And these are the kids you know about. Okay. So the other ones are probably a little older. Okay. Very, very um, true. Mark, that's a joke. It's a, okay. Mark got it. But <laughs> not with that. It was the freeze again at first. Okay. <laughs> We're slow in West Virginia. No, I'm just kidding you. Uh, we love West Virginia. Um, I used to play uh, WVU in rugby every year. So look at this. Look at these kids. And I'll tell you the unfair advantage I gave my kid. So this is a 14-year-old elite soccer team, California, SoCal. Everybody's great. Everybody gets a trophy, but they really are a great academy team. Look at their little builds versus that kid in the middle. Same age. And the kid beside him, not the kid with the shaved hair, but the kid with the longer hair is now playing, and he's big too. He's playing pro in Hungary, and my son's playing up here at a D1 school in California. Well, I never let him lift weights. So how do you get like that? What can you guys do right now with your nine-year-old and especially the one and a half-year-old without them thinking that they're, my dad's training me, what are you gonna do with them? Take them to the park and sit down on the bench like the creeper, right? You know, just make sure people know that I do have a kid here or else you're gonna be arrested. I would sit there for two and three hours at a time, guys, I'm not joking. And my kid would come up and go, can we leave? And I'm like, do you want to? And he goes, no. I'm like, well, why are you asking me to leave? Get out there and play. And remember, the sand underneath the playground is filled with sharks. Stay off of it. So I want him running, jumping, climbing, hopping, finding a way to get to the other side. I created the phys ed that the old guys on here kind of remember from years ago. When I played five sports growing up, I was good in each sport. I wasn't amazing in each sport. And then I stupidly moved over to downhill mountain biking, got really good at it, fully sponsored and hit a tree at 62 miles an hour and switched over to ping pong. So it's a lot safer, a lot better. I <laughs> uh, did go to the national level on that too. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, you just keep your body well oiled. But the reason I tell you this is that when you see this kid run now, and I hope this video plays because it didn't play this morning on another podcast. This is him running a 200 meter and watch what happens. He's on the inside lane, white shirt in the back. This is that same year. He's cooking. Oh, he won by 45 meters. That's wild. Wow. And all I told him was this. Your arms dictate leg speed. Pump them as fast as you can pump them. Keep them at 90 degrees. Don't let them come up like this. Keep them at 90. Pump them forward. Pump them back. And your legs will catch up. That's kind of interesting to hear because my, I feel like over the past two years, my son 
I feel like he was fairly quick, but probably over the last year, he's not as quick as he was. But that's something that I feel like I need to work on his running ability and just, he's a baseball player. And so it's quick, short bursts of speed, but it's like, he's gone from like being one of the faster kids on the team. And I wouldn't say he's the slowest, but he's probably in that lower half as opposed to the top half is where he was before. How old is he? Nine. Okay. Well, remember he's starting to grow now too. So yeah. Um, once, um, once the berries drop, you know, and stuff starts, you know, blah, 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 he's going to really start being like a little bit of a giraffe. Um, what I did is I controlled my baby giraffe, right? So, okay, Brian, that's great. What do we do? Okay. Cause Mark's looking at this going, I'm going to create an Olympian. I have a year. <laughs> that's the goal, Brian. On the planet. It's so true because, but I'm telling you, get to the park and make them manual labor. Make them do it. My kid grew up with every single, I'm in San Diego. So he'd go to the park, liberals, Democrats, and there's a difference. Um, Republicans and the right wing crazy ass guys too. There's a difference. And then you have black, white, Asian, uh, Mexican, Cuban, every, my kid grew up with every race that's around here. And the park is what acclimated him to all that. Because I'm in a you know, typical suburban, hey, white guy, how are you? And that stuff pisses me off. Right. So it's a, I wanted him to get acclimated to everything. And the park literally solved everything for me. And now you have a kid that's at a D1 school and he's, as a freshman, he's getting a lot of playtime, could take the position. Um, but I sent him stuff like this. Like when he's like, you know, I'm starting to get used to this. Soccer's getting a little easier. Um, is it? Is it getting easier or? Exactly. He's just, just getting stronger. And then psychologically, I said, maybe that's what's happening. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, wow. And that's that psychological play. That's that Tony Robbins stuff, like wake up and eat metal and shit bullets by noon. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it's gotta be that mentality, the David Goggins mindset. I am not here to lose. I don't care if I am the short fat kid that plays the clarinet. Um, I'm going, if I make a decision, I'm going that direction kick ass and take names yep. that's exactly right and and you know a lot a lot of places that's frowned upon you know in california a lot of times there's you saw the thing on 60 minutes where they were giving 18th place trophies oh my gosh 18th place now the trophy guy loves it because he's like I've, we've 10 times our facility the problem is psychologically and this is proven you're building a generation that doesn't know how to fail and i've been a failure my whole life let me ask my dad he, you know but he would say yeah that's why i let you do it you know, and it's um, with golf, <laughs> my age, guys are out there going, and this sucks. And I'm like, not for me, it doesn't. I literally wind up like Happy Gilmore and I wear knickers every time that I play. So it's, uh, have you guys yes. been on my Instagram? Please tell me you wear yeah. knickers every single <laughs> I gotta time. I got to see it. Guys, I'm not. You, if you come through DC, you got to play with us, huh? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll show you the picture. This is one of my favorite posts, and I'll tell you why. It has nothing to do with the knickers, but dude, talk about suns out, guns out. The angle of this makes me look like Schwarzenegger back in the day. Look at that. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Nice. Jeez. <laughs> the only thing is Jeez. that I don't like is up here, there's a little bit more balding going on. So I just tell people it's a yarmulke. So they, um, <laughs> I, I will tell you, it's a, I do that because I, I want to walk on the course and go like this. Here we go. Aren't you going to warm up? Nope. I warmed up. 
a week ago for this. You know, I'm going to sit like this and do, look, it's seven o'clock out here, right? We wake up tomorrow, we do this. Tonight I'll be in an exercise where I'm laying on my back, which is, and this is authentic art. So if you guys want to sell this or auction it off, you let me know. But you look, I even signed it at the bottom just in case. But that's a position, for example, your listeners could get into tonight and say, I wonder if Brian's right, I'll feel better tomorrow. Prove me wrong. Get on your back, put your legs up over the ottoman, spend 20 minutes like that just staring at the ceiling, palms up, listen to television, or just a podcast like this, or just music, whatever. Set a timer because you'll fall asleep. But what it does is it takes your thoracic upper back and does this. The floor is unforgiving. It's going to go pound and go click. And that's all it takes. Once you get that little bit of change in your thoracic spine, game on. I'm all in. Yeah, Brian, uh, my kids are sleeping and I'm about to run through a wall right now. You're getting me uh, real pumped up to get these this L4, L5 excuse out of, out of, out of the, the, the back there. So. Well, let's, let's just check something too. So let's check because I know your listeners are probably like, shut up and let me move. Okay, I get it. Um, let's find your psoas right now, Mark. Okay. And it doesn't mean stretch it. Mm-hmm. Remember, Spot we can't it. stretch. Right. Don't, don't press the so right in there. Don't do the so as release that all these uh, trainers told me all these years, right? Nah. <laughs> okay. No, dude. It's, it's, it's got to come down to the release has to happen on the emotional end, mm-hmm. which is belief. We saw what hope did to the world. There's a big hole in hope. It's got to be belief. Where you are right now is I have you primed enough to go, I'll try anything right now just to see if it, and again, I have to be the zero or the hero. I already know what's going to happen, but you got to experience it. Okay. So let's have you guys stand up maybe two feet back from your, uh, let me, let me look at this shirt that I have on too. Ready? Nice. Yeah. That's from Tony Robbins birthday party. He, uh, he had this group there called, um, operation underground railroad where they go in and covertly rescue slave trade people. It's unbelievable, dude, what they're doing. All right, so let's um, let's get you guys to stand up. Let me raise this desk up. While we're standing up, so you're a Cameron Haynes fan too, huh? I'm a who? Cameron Haynes fan, Gog- Goggins, buddy. Uh, I don't he's... really know him. Oh, I'll send I'll send it to you offline. Yeah, please do. He's a good one to follow. Yeah, look, and um, uh, Goggins just came up with some new clothing today, and I wanted to write him back and go, dude, I like it, but I don't love it. And only the people that follow you are going to buy it. Your goal, if you want to hit the masses, is create something that's going to go, I got to have it. Like force for good, you're going, okay, that's kind of cool. That's a psychological play. And then put some information on the back, like this is what it was. But I'll call Goggins when I'm, you know, and we'll see what he says, which won't be good, but that's all right. Okay, so what I want you to do is just stand up and close your eyes and feel where your body weight is from left to right, which foot do you feel is carrying most of your body weight? So when you're standing up, shake it out, eyes closed, where's the body weight from left to right? Left mainly. Okay. Now where where is it from front to back? Is it in the heels? Is it in the balls of the feet? Is it even? Is one in the heels and the other one in the ball of the feet? Uh, My left's probably in uh, the front and uh, my right, Probably more on the heel. Feels like. I'm I'm in the balls of my uh, balls of my toes on the left. Yeah, I would say I'm in the balls of my toes for both. Okay. Anybody else? Heel on my right, and 
I don't know, left's, left's kind of maybe in the middle. Okay. Well, it, look, Renee, we're not building the space shuttle, so it doesn't have to be exact, but what we can say is this. Um, it's not even. Right. But yet, when we approach this little piece of equipment right here, and we say, what do I have? 56, calling it. I have a 56. Nice. Boom. <laughs> Track man. 56 Vokey wedge. Thank you, Vokey. I did not pay for this. Okay. So then you, when you go like this to line up, everybody goes, okay, well, I got to be here. Okay. Well, if I'm going to line up, I'm just going to do this. There's my stance. Here we go. I'm going to bring my right arm over a little bit because I have a tendency to want to over muscle this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. We got the balance done. And now bend over to touch your toes. Don't bounce. Don't hit your head on the table. Remember, you, some of you guys are – yeah, that's what I'm saying. Real close. Right, real close. I know. See me just knock out. I'm off the podcast here. Don't bounce. Don't bend your knees. Where did you get to? Just hang. You'll surprise yourself. You might even go further than you think. Right bounce. above the toes. Right, yeah, right around the toes. Okay. Now everybody in the crowd's doing that. And so really what I want them to do is think about this. Did they bend over and go, okay, here we go. I'm going to bend over like most people are. And they'll shift back like this and they'll get halfway down. And you can see that it's the spine that's reaching versus watch my pelvis click. And that takes me all the way to palms down. So we got to get you to do that. And here's how we're going to do it. We're going to release and change your upper back position. And that's going to create the change at your hip. And guess what's going to wake up? This old so as. 100%. So let's get you guys to stand with your feet perfectly straight like this. And you've heard in the golf world, you have glute amnesia, right? Right. Okay, well, we're going to dispel that bullshit here too. Okay, let's get <laughs> Can't you get your glutes through, right? As Tiger says. Unbelievable. So now you get feet straight, fist width apart, slightly pigeon-toed is the straight position. Okay? Now right there, just try to do this. And pardon the, pardon the view, but this is what you want. You want this. You want to go one two, three, put your hands on your butt. And do you feel that it's firing evenly on both sides? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Guys, it's okay to put your hands on your butt. I mean, I'm not judging. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've been just holding them. I mean, I, I feel so much better. <laughs> they feel great. <laughs> That's the first time somebody's touched my butt in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, now that we're done with the sick and twisted humor, um, really get a feel for what it feels like with your feet turned out now at 45 degrees. Squeeze and release it at 45 degrees. What's that feel like? Is it stronger? Yeah. Well, yeah, a little tighter. Okay, here we go. Okay, so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna follow up to part one, which was, where's my balance? How was my forward flexion? And what was the third, my glutes? How'd my glutes fire? Because everybody's being told you have glute amnesia. You're not getting your glutes through. Okay, well, you can't get your glute through if the bones are out of position. Meaning, if somebody's deviating from this and their body's going forward, sway back, posterior pelvis even worse, and then thoracic flexion, and I'm exaggerating, and then they say, I need more power. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're going to get that, but we're going to do the opposite. So now, get your feet dead straight ahead. Did you want a little pigeon toed? Is that what you said? I'm pigeon toed. Like literally, like the shoe 
let me pull up an old van here, right? Um, like here's an old van and look at what the shoe does. It, it crowds the hot dogs together. Mm -hmm. You know, versus like zero shoes, they allow you to spread out or Vibram Five Fingers or uh, New Balance Minimus, right? They spread the, the forefoot out. But I like Vans because they move and I can put a different insert in there or whatever. Well, you can see that this is straight, 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 but then it's curved in about five degrees. So you got to get that same thing. If you want true ankle joint, then get the front of your foot to go slightly straight. Fist width apart between them. Now take your hands and put them in a fist. Put the thumb up like you're hitchhiking and then open it up to that. So this is all one line like this. I'll put your arms down to your sides and I'll take you through what I did on Bulletproof. So just shoulders are down. If you move, check your foot position. Shoulders are down. And when I say shoulders back, watch what I don't do. I'm gonna move over here where this white is. I'm not gonna ask you to go like this. It's not a lay back. It's slide the shoulder blades together, but drop them down a little bit. So stay out of your traps. So you're going here, here. Okay, you there? Hands are in this position. Keep it stiff. And I want you to circle just like that 40 times, keeping the tension between your shoulder blades. Remember, you don't wanna, you don't wanna see the rib cage pop it up like this. So remember, stay down into the shoulder blades without throwing your rib cage forward. You shouldn't see your hands and your periphery coming forward like this. Yep, keep them there. Just straight to the core. Mm -hmm. Well, the cool part is the shoulder is the mechanism for speed. Why wouldn't the shoulder be the mechanism for everything else? Mm -hmm. If you want to free up the hip, you've got to change the shoulder girdle. Mm -hmm. Same position, palms up, circle up and back. Keep that shoulder blade pinned together. Keep out, stay out of your traps. Good. And anybody listening or watching, make sure your feet are five degrees turned in because that's the only way we trap the psoas because it attaches at the lesser trochanter of the femur right here. Mm -hmm. If your feet are turned out, this whole leg turns out, which decreases the tension on that muscle. We're actually engaging and working the psoas because of the perturbance up here, mm -hmm. but then it fires down at what you call the core. Right. Okay. Drop your arms, put your hands in that same position. Feet are straight, check them. Put it here against your temples, like so. Here's your eye. You want to go right behind your eye to your temples, like this. Mm -hmm. And then just close it together and then open them back up. Try to touch those elbows together. Okay. And then pull them back. <laughs> I love it. You're like, he was looking at me. Okay. That'll work. <laughs> no, this is like, remember Chris Farley, fat guy in a, a little. little. <laughs> Come on. And I, I, I know you guys have headphones on and everything, but ideally you wouldn't have hats, glasses, headphones. Right. Uh, you know, we would just be opening and closing just like this. It'd be that easy. This is teaching your shoulder blade how to glide. Now you understand where the compensation or adaptation has happened due to your lower back. Let your knuckles roll. Watch me. Let my knuckles roll so my fingernails are on my face when I'm done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Touch them, touch them, touch them, touch them. There's one. Now we can start. Wow. That's incredible. Dude, 
you're 32. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, it's going okay, straight up a, and down. Take a break, take a break. Interlace your fingers together like this. Feet are straight. And this isn't for everybody on here, but one of you knows why I'm going to say this. Okay, remember. Okay, God, please forgive me for what I've done in the last year of my life. I'll let you guys think of who it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Shoulders, palms away. Take it straight up over your head. Don't lean back, but look up at your hands. Drop your traps and lock your arms out like your triceps are locked out, but your shoulders are down. Mm -hmm. Just don't lean back toward the wall. Ten seconds. Okay, drop your arms. Walk your feet out. Find what's comfortable to you. Your feet can go anywhere, not straight. Okay, just get them wherever you want them. Now, in that position, I want you to think about, close your eyes. Where's your body weight left to right? What's different about it? feels more level to me at least um, yeah more balanced yeah i was gonna say I'm, the balance is way different than mm -hmm. five minutes ago now imagine when we put the vokey wedge in your hands now it's now it's easy right wow now you're at mm -hmm. least you guys are ferraris okay mm -hmm. well, well two of you are the other one might be a no <laughs> no but let's, let's say you guys are ferraris why would i put a race car on the track with an alignment problem that's Absolutely. doesn't make right. sense. And now when you swing, your body says, holy cow. And now your pro has a chance to give you, hey, you need to make this change. Oh, okay, I can do that. I'm ready to go right now. Let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, so So on that note, I, I mean, I guess it's hard, harder for the listeners, but the what we just went through, is that something that you we should be doing every morning, noon and night like this those stretches what, what other stretches can help well, us there it with this where do you guys live again uh right outside of dc yeah right outside of washington dc yeah yep. mm -hmm. hey, but yeah that that doesn't tell me much where like uh, come Fair, on. fairfax fairfax Virginia. yeah fairfax like tyson's corner alexandria yeah places. close yeah. yeah close to tyson's oh. yeah. okay i gotta be careful because there's certain parts of the country when i say this it'll be they'll actually think it's okay so I, when i say only do the exercises on the day you brush your teeth. So you know, <laughs> yeah, it might, might be a while for me there, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Tuesday and Saturday. So, You're right. you know, I had five people, seven people in the family, five kids. We had one bathroom. You shared a toothbrush. It wasn't good. Right. I'm just kidding. That was not <laughs> now check this. Bend over, touch your toes. Let's see what that's like. Don't hit your head in the desk. I don't care if you went further. What does it feel like? It feels it feels better. It feels less tight and constrained. Yeah, it feels stretched out. Like I feel like you're a magician. Right. <laughs> Listen to the word he just said. It feels stretched out, but did we stretch anything? No, no, not at all. That's the key. You get back to this blueprint, and the Ferrari goes. Bruh! 
now it's just humming going let's effing go right versus going pulling this way like i gotta fight this i gotta fight this we're in the 24-hour le mans this this little pull becomes fatiguing for 24 hours Love so it. for those of you that are young on here which is basically all three of you and not me you got to realize you're being given an opportunity right now to fix this now and get 20 years of advantage over everybody else that's your age <laughs> so now here's the key glute amnesia turn your feet straight and now do your glutes and see what that difference is. Does it feel the same or is it actually stronger, more efficient, more balanced? I got the Ferrari glutes. Yeah, that's right. It's more efficient. Your wives can thank me for that. So right. uh, everybody <laughs> listen, um, in nine months, all three of these guys will have another child. So this right. is <laughs> <laughs> all thanks to me. We'll have to name him Brian. <laughs> you know what? Not with a Y with an eye right <laughs> there'll be a handwritten thank you note coming into your mailbox there yeah that'll be good just don't ask me to pay for it that's right <laughs> well you're paying for the zoom so we'll be we'll call it even there. right i'll pull the eddie Murphy. wasn't me wasn't me <laughs> awesome, so think about everybody who's gone on this we can take a seat again um everybody who's, who's on this we look at it and say is there a way that that's one of the things i like to talk about is how quickly you can affect somebody is the ultimate sales tool. Like, I mean, this is a great conversation, but who really benefits? I mean, I know that I love to talk. So, okay, I, I get off on this. This is fun. I don't even know how many listeners, subscribers you guys have. I don't care if it's 10 or if it's 10 million. I don't care. It's 10 or 10 million people who are now going, golf doesn't have to hurt. Mm -hmm. And I challenge anyone. And I'm on Twitter all the time just looking for fights and I, I don't mean like real fights but i look for stupidity right. and i don't do stupid very well and um i can help stupid and one of the physical therapists on there and i have a lot of friends who are pts two of them down the street two houses away he actually said to me i can't believe you believe in this alignment shit now guys i don't know about you but it just makes sense and I can pull muscle testing and function over here from the physical therapy world, all five editions, open them up. And the first chapter is posture. So I don't know where this guy got his DPT, but he's forgotten the fundamentals. I'm an amazing hockey player, but I forgot how to lace up my boots correctly. You Me can't. too, Brian. Me too. Listen, I said that before. That's why I knew I was dealing with an athlete because hockey players are athletes. You have to be able to create that lateral push off those skates to create so much power going forward. And where's the power really come from? Boom, boom. It's going to come from the arms pumping. So I don't train speed. We train this, which automatically increases speed. And then I just say this, lock your hands out and move your arms as fast as they go and don't lose the 90 degree angle. That's it. Simple as that. Brian, is this something that I could do with my nine-year-old? Those stretches right there? Not, excuse me, not stretches. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Stretch, come on. Yeah, I don't answer. Yes. Uh, so I'm glad you caught me. Um, of course. Yeah, this is very simple. And I don't care if you have to pay them to do it. Right. I mean, like, it's like, guys, this is a chore. But you show me that you're putting this on your Instagram, on your, on your, uh, what the hell else is that? Uh, 
Snapchat or whatever, if I see you and you show me that you're doing it, I'll pay you every week to do it. A buck, five bucks. I don't know what the going rate for inflation is for kids now if to steal from their parents, but you know, it's a, uh, we earned our food that way. But it was a, you know, with, with my kid, it was, he called me the other night and he's like, yeah, we went to the weight room and it was good. You know, they're doing a lot of things that might round my shoulders over. And I said, well, are you making those corrections on the weightlifting? He said, yeah, I go, I have nothing to worry about with you. You're good. You're brainwashed well enough. Sooner or later, I'll hear from your strength coach or trainer and I'll move them into the certification program and they will be the program that unleashes a different athlete because I have proof sitting in front of me. Right. I'm just, I, I just, I don't know. My mind's a little blown. And then I'm obviously a lot of us in the world or most of us are working from home. Um, kids are at home and he gets breaks during the day. And I'm like, these are little things like, he's like, Hey, let's take a 10 minute break or let's go outside. Like you were saying. And as a parent, those are the things that I think I, what do you do outside? What do you do? We usually go out, throw baseball around, throw a football around. Perfect. But you got to earn the football or baseball with one exercise interrupt because, and have him throw the ball, just like Connor, throw the ball to me. And I want to hear the snap. I want to hear the, uh, what's that movie? The rookie. I want to hear that. You know, I want to hear it. Come on, hum it in here. And then he throws it and it breaks the window and I get the phone call. Okay. So forget that, but he throws it in there and it hits perfect. Now take him through elbow curls, 30 of them, have him shake it out. Now throw it to me again. Your question to him is how'd that feel? That's a dumb question. You ask him, you lead him. What was different about that? What felt better about that? Because that's the psychology you got to use with these kids. They want instant gratification. Right. He says, I had to do less work, but it just felt you. And then you tell them, I'll tell you what, it, it brought my hand back. Now the kid's going, I'll be doing elbow curls while I brush my teeth. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm about, I'm about to go brush my teeth and do some elbow, elbow curls. <laughs> right. Wait, do I, I need to. I want to master it so that my four-year-old, I, I, he's like, dad, your form stinks. I might look, check mine out. <laughs> yeah, but that was growing up too is I had a hard time growing up to go, I mean, with my kid, I had to say to myself, he's not in competition with you. You got to feed him with don't compete with me because you'll lose. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm the big, I have my basketball hoop, which is still outside. I set it on seven feet. He thought it was up at 10 and I was dunking like Michael Jordan until he was like age 13 and he finally figured it out. I'm like, Oh God. But the, the, the cool part of that is that it was a fun thing for him to see. Cause he was going, I want to aspire to that. Well, you can do it on a seven foot rim. You were just dumb enough to believe me, which is good. It's what dads are supposed to do. You're supposed to mess your kids up mentally a little bit. I love it. I love that. Man, it's been awesome talk, Brian, man. We appreciate you taking your time tonight and uh, giving us some good insight on body mechanics. Buddy, when you want to do it again, um and we want to put golf clubs in the hand and try some stuff like the disassociation test you guys know that one from tpi right i've heard maybe a little something yeah Mm -hmm. very simply remember you're talking to the dumb guy right (laughs) knows just enough about golf to be dangerous luckily my dad from fourth grade on made us play but i was the brother that didn't wasn't totally into it from here i just dropped my club cross my arm over and now watch my zipper line my zipper line should not move as I do this. Watch my zipper line and my shoulders should not move. You want to see something funny? 
Johnson, get up and show us that. I was, I'm excited that you asked me. I was about to jump up. I'd say adjust your camera, but I'm not sure you're wearing pants. So I'll I'm not. Up. So sorry about that. I got my club. Get in your normal stance, like a five iron, whatever, even if you have to grip up there and then just drop the club. Stay at that. What'd you just do? You just, you just stood up. Stay oh. in that five iron stance. Stay there. Good. Now move those arms to your shoulders. Now move the shoulders and just twist them like this. Just twist and leave your hips still. Does that feel like you're able to do that? Yeah. Good. Keep the shoulders still. Now rotate your hips. Keep the shoulders still. Left, left to right? Hips. Uh, not sway slide, but rotate. Why are your shoulders moving? And why are you still? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Hold on. Let me get back in my stance here. Stay there. And what is this? Are you covering your nipples? Move your hands higher. Okay, stay there. Now stay bent over toward me. Right? Five iron stance. Right. Now rotate your hips. Keep your shoulders still. No, keep your shoulders still. <laughs> wow. Yes. This is why you could have talent and say, I just shot 70, but my back is killing me. That is wild. And listen, to me, I told, I told Dave and Greg this from TPI. I said, listen, I know you have me at the events. I'm speaking. I bring stupid humor. I get it. But I'm bringing value. I get that. I'm the guy that they get a hold of when somebody's really tweaked and can't get out of it because they've done the medical route. Let's just look for something. Let's see what dummy has to say. So they bring them over. And you know, we usually something very simple. But very simply, the cool part about showing this test, I love the disassociation test. Because what if you were an NFL lineman? Why would I give you the same test? You're not swinging. Top to bottom, separation. If you can't separate, then when you get into a three-point stance getting ready to, or let's say your defense, you're in a three-point stance ready to go forward to attack, your goal is to grab and shuck, right? This is disassociation. It's this. It's the same thing. If you can't disassociate, brother, you're going to herniate a disc. That's very eye-opening. Absolutely. I mean, that was just that one-minute drill there the way that that felt was very eye-opening i appreciate it listen I i'm gonna be, be doing that while i'm brushing my teeth for sure don't let your kids walk in and see you doing that <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. like, he'll be chirping me about my nipples too probably yeah, like this franks and bean, franks and bean. Yeah. <laughs> right listen i have a clinic in um arlington virginia and there's a there's a young woman there who owns it Kristen four played soccer at east carolina and has a baseball player there rob um, and they get it, you know, they, they get this kind of stuff. And, you know, you guys are in, I don't know if you guys hold, you know, I know we're in the middle of COVID, but when, when we get back where we can actually talk to humans face to face and do that kind of stuff, you know, you guys really ought to do it because they, they could literally, you could film something for your podcast that is we're outside, we're doing this. And here's three exercises that we have that you could do literally right at the range. Hmm. 
you know, that makes a huge difference where you're not going to look like a dork at a private club. Right. Or public courses, who cares? It's filled with dorks like me, right? But it's a, in, in private clubs, there's an etiquette and you can't be laying down and doing all that. But you know what? If I'm paying that much money, my ass is laying down and I'm doing something to help my back and my golf shot is going to back me up going, eh, the guy can play. And real quick, you said it was a Kristen four. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I was taking a note in four. Arlington. Her so, oh. really is four, T-H-O-R. So can you imagine the dude that marry her? Let's say the dude's name is like Peterson. He's Kristen Peterson. I'm like, if you ever change it, he needs to change his last <laughs> yeah. name to yours. Right. Yeah, I, I would have done that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Kristen Thor, could you imagine? That is the last name. Exactly. <laughs> Think about it from the standpoint of cause versus effect. Your listeners, um, you know, we showed the exercises on here. Um, if they go to Bulletproof Podcast 429, they can at least... Uh, get the other exercises. There is another exercise I should run you guys through called the greatest abdominal exercise ever. You want to do that? Please. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So stand up behind your chair like you're going to sprint. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> okay. I understand. This is like doing a shot of 151 right here. Okay. So here we go. Like you're going to sprint. So we're going to line up we're gonna line up in a sprint position kind of like this where my, my back foot is turned slightly out. So it's turned like this. I'm here and I'm getting ready to race that little nephew that you just can't stand. Like you guys have nephews you just can't stand. Right. Everybody has one. So you're gonna beat this kid and I don't mean beat him. I mean, you're gonna beat him in this race so you're not gonna lose. So you're slightly bent over like this, keep your body in line and then put your hand real stiff like this and put one here and the other one is here and then we're just going to reverse this just like that you ready um hey mark yeah do you see how when you're doing it you're coming up like this, but mm -hmm. you're bringing the arm in like this yeah keep it at 90 keep it in, oh gotcha yes bring it up like that okay so here and let it go behind you too you guys ready i'll hook you up for 30 seconds you ready All right. yeah let's do it Set a timer for 31 seconds. Go as fast as you can. Seconds. I mean, when, you, when I say fast, it's gonna look like this. Look at me. Go as fast as you can. You know it's 10, 14 at night here. <laughs> clock is running. I'm, I'm cooking. The clock is running. Just think of sprinting. Don't make it, don't make it where your arms are whipping back and forth. Make sure they're going behind you. Keep going. Turn it on, turn it on. Um, I said this was a sprint. Move your ass. Let's go. Four, three, two, one. Good. Take a break. Now switch legs. I need to do another five seconds because I waited too long. <laughs> switch, so switch sides. Here we go. You ready? Yep. This time? Okay, so get one arm behind you like this. And the other one's forward. So that those arms have to be back there. You know, just think of, I'm going to be pulling, 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 and keep them in against you. Here we go. Set a timer for 33 seconds. Your timer is set for 33 seconds. Go as fast as you can. And when you think you're going fast enough, you're not. Go as fast as you can. Turn it on. Mark, you don't have to take those arms so high. Let them, let them come up beside your face. Yep, let's go. Let's go faster. 
15 seconds left. Remember, this is the greatest abdominal exercise ever. This is the one your nine-year-old might be like this. You're a dad. You're not a dork. A doing this. <laughs> Two seconds. Take a break. Now, if, if somebody was behind you and they had their hands around your abdominal wall and you started perturbing that movement up here like this, because of the split stance we're in, wake it up. And your abdominal wall says, there's all kinds of shit happening up here. We better do this. And that's where your abdominal wall and your hip flexor and everything come back in. Think about what a tornado looks like at the bottom. It's freaking beautiful. Up here is mayhem. So that's what you just did. Feeling like a tornado, baby. Right. Let's go. No, seriously, that is like that real tight. And what was that, a minute? 30 on both sides? 30 seconds each. But wow. because I've been sprinting in a while, it all of a sudden feels like I don't know how to sprint anymore either. This is why long distance runners are fat. Hmm. They're either skinny fat or they're fat. And I don't mean F-A-T, I mean P-H-A-T. Their lymphatic system is blocked up because their, their body's not moving. But yet they're quote, healthy, but yet their cortisol levels are off the charts because after 30 days, I think the studies are showing that if you're a distance runner for 30 days, by the time you hit 30 days, if I'm not wrong, there's a small chance I am, um, their cortisol levels have gone so high that you're no longer burning fat for energy, but yet you want to you burn fat? When's the last time you saw a fat sprinter? Never. They're shredded for a reason. You want to get the body back that you had before. And I know we as guys do. We just don't admit it. Girls will talk about it. That's why they live longer. Men don't. We just go like this. I'm good. Meanwhile, you're going, man, I wish I could still do that. Man, I wish I could still do that. That is that language that has to be killed. Turn on David Goggins. Turn on Jocko. Turn on Tony Robbins and just crank it. And then go, you know what? That's how I'm going to approach the day. And I created, you know, I'm not, okay. When I say I created, it was mainly my wife. Let's not kid me, okay? <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Um, let me see here if I have a, but this is the kid that you're looking at. You're looking at a kid that looks like this on at 13 or 14 when he pulled up on the handlebars of his bicycle and the front wheel came off. And yet he planted the fork down in the road catapulted straight over it and that's what he looked like at one point right where the love of your life just had his ass handed to him you don't i mean you want to talk about your heart is just literally ripped out of your chest so now you know how like people feel kid has cancer something serious you know you're just like holy balls until he you know we we just kept going kept going kept going and then there he is now Wow. And I only say this because I had nothing to do with it. The kid is a real adult. We have great conversations. My goal in life was to raise a kid who's good to women, opens up a door, and he's not a douchebag. And I'm telling you, society is full of douchebags right now. And I call it Operation Snowflake, mm -hmm. where they're so 
about me, 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 which is what you're seeing in different parts of the country right now, when they're embarrassing Black Lives Matter. They're embarrassing to Black Lives Matter. If I'm a Black, I talk to my athletes all the time, Justin Talk and everybody else, and they're going, bro, I understand where, you, where how it started, but where it's gone now is a joke. But those are the kids that are growing up going, I'm lost. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, that, that's, especially, I mean, we're in the, the DC area. I mean, it happens everywhere, but just in the DC area itself, you know, with the, the amount of transient and the amount of people coming in and out and the people, you know, we have the playground effect uh, that you were speaking of. We go to the playground and we have it all as well. Um, so that's, that's a very, very deep point that hits really close to home. Well, look, if we never speak again, just you have a responsibility as a dad, just like I do and did, you know, to, I told my son growing up, like we talked about stupid things like Jeffrey Dahmer and, you know, guys that just kind of went left off the rails. Um, and I said, I promise you, you go off the rails, you're on your own. Um, we don't do that to the legacy of my last name, to my dad's last name, to what he helped. You know, there, there's a, there's a way of becoming adult correctly. Yeah. You'll make mistakes. I get it. You know, you make mistakes. You get a speeding ticket when I told you not to. Okay. I'll help you try to deal with it. But if we have to pay for it, you're paying for it. If it stays on your thing and you have points, you got to raise $2,000 for the points. Okay. He gets it, but that's not murder. That's not the crazy shit that's happening now. So Give your kids the unfair advantage. Um, sorry, to, I'm gonna tell you this. This lady from France, I was on a podcast earlier today and she, I said, I gave my kid McDonald's every day growing up if he wanted it. Sweet cereal and McDonald's, me. Why? Because he got tired of both and he doesn't eat either one of them. <laughs> it's like beer for a European. How many guys mm -hmm. you went back to college and put on the college 15 or 30 and all they did was booze it up like Chris Farley, right? In that movie, which by, oh, okay, yeah, good. <laughs> but it's, it's what we did versus Europeans are going, here, have some cognac at the age of five just to try it because we're in cognac and this is where they make it. You might as well try it. Here's a beer at 12. It took the novelty off of it. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. There's a lot of things. It's a good this point. has been inspiring. I don't know about you boys, but I'm inspired. Yeah, and, I and I know Tristan knows this, you know, January for me, I kind of looked at myself and said, I need a lifestyle change being 43. And so I worked hard and I feel like lately with, I, I work for the school system. So I kind of go back into the building a little bit, but lately I've kind of fallen back into some of the bad habits, but I dropped 40 pounds since, since January. And yeah, um, uh, I started with a, um, I did Noom for about four months and then it's kind of just maintained and yeah, changing the brain and changing the way I've kind of think about things. And I'm able to have those things that I want, but I don't have them all the time and things like that, but it's been great. I mean, I feel better. I actually just went, had a doctor's appointment the other day. Everything looks good, but it's, um, all of that. Plus talking to you, it's been very inspiring. It's kind of got me juiced to kind of keep going and, and maintain that every coach needs a coach. Yep. I have them, you know, whether it's my family or one of my friends will go, you know, bro, um, you're kind of being a dick. You know what? I'm going to do what Bill Clinton said, which is, this will be the only thing that I ever do that Bill Clinton said. Anything that said bad about me, I take it 
serious. I don't take it personal. And I assume you're right. What did I do to feed that narrative? What did I do to get you to say, Brian, you're being a dick? Because look, my personality could come across as, you know, God, this guy thinks he knows everything. You know, I joke about it, guys. I know everything, right? That's my sense of humor. It doesn't match with everybody. That's why I give certain clients to certain therapists within my company. So when somebody has chronic pain, I don't, I may not be the guy they're working with. I'll give them to somebody else who actually cares. You know, it's a, uh, it's just the things that we do. Wow. What an awesome interview with Brian Bradley, man. That was inspiring. Please give him a follow at the Brian Bradley on Instagram and Twitter or agoscu.com to look in some more information on his company. What an awesome night. Thank you for listening to next time. Let's go.